0: everyone. It's Cheryl and Tony, and this is the Disney Drive Time podcast. Buckle up. So I'm Tony, and I'm joined by my wife, Cheryl. Hello. And we're two Disney fans, like, like many of you out there. Probably, if you're listening to the show, you're probably a Disney fan, uh, and you found it by having Disney in the title. Yes. Um, and we thought we would start a new podcast... Uh, ...because Cheryl commutes to work... ...and she has pretty much about a half hour drive... ...sometimes longer... ...and she gets bored listening to the local radio stations... ...and she listens to other Disney podcasts... ...and the problem with that is that they don't release content... uh, ...nearly often enough for her liking... ...so our intention is to release podcasts... ...that will be available Monday through Friday... ...going to be quick shows... ...maybe 20-25 minutes... ...focusing on the Disney news from the day before... And, you know, some chit-chat and banter between the two of us, and eventually, uh, you know, get some input from our listeners. Does that sound about right?
1: Sounds about right. I think we should just jump right into it, and people will see what it's about.
0: Okay, sounds good. So what's our uh, first topic?
1: So um, I just took a look at some of the Disney news, and the first thing that caught my eye was that the gondolas were going to be opening. Oh, I guess they're calling them the Skyliner. Uh, September 29th. So I'm super excited to have a date for that. Um, there's been a ton of talk about Galaxy's Edge, which I'm not all that excited about. And I think it's sort of overshadowed the Skyliner, which I think is, it's, it's huge. Um, so I'm really excited about it. But I didn't know a whole lot about it. So I took some time to find out about it. Um,
0: what did you find out?
1: So, oh, thank you. Thank you for asking, Tony. Um, so I found out that... It's stopping at, it's leaving from Epcot or Hollywood Studios. Those are the two parks that it's touching. Um, And then for resorts, it's going to do Caribbean Beach, uh, Disney's Riviera Resort, Art of Animation, and Pop Century. Um, So I have some little descriptions about where each of these gondola stations are located. So at Epcot, it's right outside of the International Gateway which is a nice spot. Um, and it's also good for people who are staying at the Yacht and Beach Club, the Boardwalk Inn, or the Swan and Dolphin. They should be able to get on there to go to the other um, places that the gondola reaches. Uh, at Hollywood Studios, it's going to be right out in front of the main entrance.
0: Which they've redesigned recently. The yes, whole bus still- loop and the um, Skyliner Station, which of course that's new. But they redesigned the whole bus loop. Uh, recently, so uh, there have been some changes. If you haven't been there in a while,
1: yeah, we only saw the very beginning stages of that. Right um, at Caribbean Beach, that's the main hub. Um, some things were redesigned. I think you were just reading about that, Tony. right?
0: The the old main check in building is where the uh, Skyliner station will be,
1: and it looks like that's going to be the spot where uh, everyone's going to have to get off of the gondola they're on and then choose which direction they're going from there. So there will be transfers that will happen in order to get from one place to the other. uh, And that's where it's going to take place. So that's, it's going to be big for that resort. I'm wondering how that's going to affect sales of rooms there, whether it's going to be super busy and hard to get.
0: Right. You know, there, there was some question initially if the Skyliner would be available only to resort guests where the Skyliner had stations. Um, but I, I don't believe that is the case. Um, uh, you know, Cheryl gave you an overview. Uh, I like the stats. Uh, so there are six miles of cables, uh, five loading stations, uh, three gondola lines. Uh, do you say gondola or gondola?
1: Gondola, definitely. I say
0: gondola. Um, it's going to serve as four resorts, but there are there is one shared station, and that is the Art of Animation and Pop Century. Uh, the station is actually on the bridge that crosses Hourglass Lake. So there is that one common station for those two resorts. And uh, the number of theme parks the system is going to connect is two. Um, You know, one thing that I question is, if you've ever stayed in the Epcot resort area over there on Crescent Lake, which is where the Beach Club, Boardwalk, Yacht Club, and the Swan and Dolphin are, uh, there is that walking path over to Hollywood Studios, and and you can also access the um, International Gateway of Epcot. And, uh, you know, it, it used to be that a walk from Hollywood Studios to Epcot was about the same pace as the boats. So it was never really any faster, uh, but it was just a matter of, oh, geez, I just missed a boat. Now I have to wait for the next one to come. Well, if I'm going to walk, the walk time is about the same as the boat. So I wonder if there's going to be any improvement in time uh, for, the, for the gondolas, for the Skyliner, um, if it's going to be any faster. Uh, but seeing as how you have to transfer... Um, you know, I wonder how that's gonna be inside these various transfer points. If you've waited on a line at your resort to get into your your car, and then you have to get to this transfer point and get into another line that now has people that were coming from the Riviera resort. You know, how is how is that gonna work? Yeah, there's gonna be questions with that.
1: There's gonna be a lot to be seen about Mm -hmm. how long are these waits. I mean, once you're on it, it looks like these things move pretty quickly. And I'm guessing that once you get to Caribbean Beach and transfer There really won't be much of a line for the transfer, I wouldn't think, but it remains to be seen. It's very exciting, a whole different way of of traveling around the resort.
0: Yeah, and although it's a new inter-park transportation system, it's not the first time there have been gondolas in the Disney parks. And the old uh, uh, Tomorrowland Skyway, there used to be the old uh, gondola that went from Fantasyland to Tomorrowland. And I so miss it. Which they took out in the late 90s. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved that. It was one of my favorite attractions.
0: I think we own... Our our first trip together was 98, and I think that we got to take one trip together uh, before they removed them. I think think it was late 98 or early 99 when those uh, were taken out.
1: Mm -hmm. So we didn't... One thing that we didn't mention, the last resort that we didn't mention, is the Riviera Resort um, is also going to have a stop. Now, that is not open yet. It's slated to open in December. Uh, so I'm wondering whether, I mean, is the station, I don't think the station's even done there, so I don't know if they're going to open up the gondolas before that station is finished or if the station's going to be finished and then can you get on and off at that one, even though the resort's not open? Well,
0: it's not like they can't not go through it because in order to go from, uh, from Caribbean beach, it goes Caribbean beach to the Riviera to Epcot. So.
1: Right. But will they stop?
0: Will they stop? Probably. I'm assuming not.
1: See, I would think they would. There's other, so I'm, we can get into, here we can get into the next thing. Um, I guess maybe I'm a little behind on my news. There's been so much going on at the Disney Resort that uh, I guess I got a little overwhelmed. I don't know that much about the Riviera Resort um, exactly, its location. I know it's DVC, but Mm -hmm. exactly where is it?
0: So uh, if we look on the map here, it's on the, uh, I'm not sure the orientation of this map, but the, the old edge of the Caribbean Beach um, it's a tower, and I forget which section they knocked down, um, but it's the, it's the closest part to, to Epcot.
1: I thought it was going near, like, the Swan and Dolphin. No. What, is there something no, going there? there is
0: something going to the Swan and Dolphin, but they haven't broken ground for See, that yet. See? Too much going on. So the Riviera Resort is a new 300-room uh, DVC property. It's the first DVC property from the ground up uh, that they've done in a while. Um, it's going to be multi-stories. Uh, there's going to be a restaurant on top of it that's supposed to offer some uh, spectacular views. Um, but, uh, yeah, like Cheryl said, it's not going to be open until December. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do there uh, with that.
1: I heard that spectacular restaurant is supposed to be hosting a, uh, I don't it was something for, I don't know, some sort of a dinner. Uh, DVC members got first pick at it, but it was $550 a wow. person. So, wow. yeah, we won't be going to that.
0: No, well, A, because we're not DVC members, and B, we wouldn't spend $550 on a meal.
1: It's true. But the uh, the tickets will open up to non-DVC members if they don't sell out. I...
0: If they don't sell out. Yeah, you know, I was going to say. I don't I'm, see I'm see them. assuming they would.
1: Really? I would assume they wouldn't. $550 hmm. per person.
0: Okay.
1: All right. So, what else did we want to talk about?
0: So, in other transportation news, um, Disney has debuted their new series of buses, Um, And they feature the Sensational Six. uh, And the Sensational Six are Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, and Pluto. Um, These new buses have uh, built-in USB charging ports underneath the seats. And they are Wi-Fi equipped, so you don't have to worry about losing signal when you leave the parks before you get back to your resort. Um, They started servicing the Magic Kingdom uh, loop, I believe, last week. And uh, they should start rolling out a lot sooner now. Uh, while they're rolling out a new bus fleet, um, you know, I would love to see uh, new monorail cars because another monorail got stuck yesterday and they had to remove windows. And uh, I'm not sure if they ended up evacuating people, but uh, they were stopped for a long time. Yeah, and I saw that. It's, it's, it's a shame that that uh, system is, is getting run into the ground. You know, we were out in California recently and, you know, the monorail out there is, is great.
1: Oh, no, it's not great. It was good. It might be in good. It's a lot shape. better
0: than Florida's.
1: You have to like squat to get into it.
0: Well, that's true. And you have to, <laughs> and you, it doesn't you, go anywhere. You have a different seating position, but uh, the cars were a lot newer. Yes, that's true. And um, you know, some someday they're going to have to, they're going to have to make that move.
1: they are going to phase them out.
0: I can't tell you how many people I've heard of that they're claustrophobic. They don't like heights. Uh, the Skyliner system is going to have no air conditioning, so people are concerned about the passive air system, which is essentially just slats uh, for windows, um, and I, I think it moves at, what, 12 miles an hour?
1: Yeah, I think once you're on it, waiting in line, I mean, I don't know what the setup is for the lines. Uh, I haven't really seen pictures of the stations to see how well covered those areas are when you're waiting in line, That that's more my main concern. Right. Once you're on it, it's not that long of a ride, and there's a good breeze, I would think.
0: What about? Um, and I know we're jumping back into the Skyliner here for a second, but uh, the International Gateway is in the the backside of Epcot, and um, you know because they do go up pretty high, and you are going to see backstage areas uh, that were previously, you know, you couldn't see from ground level, but but now you go up fifteen, twenty, thirty feet in the air, and you're going to see all this back, you know, backstage storage in France and. Uh, all the pavilions along there that that uh, you're going to have to get to to go along to the Riviera Resort. How how do you feel about them seeing that and having that open?
1: It doesn't bother me, um, but I mean, it's kind. It is a little odd. Disney works really hard at creating that story, um, so seeing that sort of takes away a little bit from from all of that. But um, I think maybe Disney isn't trying so hard with the whole Disney bubble and the whole that whole experience. Um, anymore I think they're moving a little bit away from that I don't love that they're moving away from that But I think they are
0: I wonder if they'll put up some type of scrim Or covering on some of those areas Maybe grow taller trees Maybe uh, Along the uh, the Skyliner route
1: it, Yeah, I mean They might I think maybe scrims in the short term And more sort of for foliage and, um, and such until Until it grows though They might have to do some sort of a scrim or just people are just going to see everything. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Anything else you want to chat about?
0: So uh, that's most of the recent news. Uh, although there's really a lot more. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's tons. There's the whole free dining thing. Free dining.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you had
1: to deal with free dining at all? Uh,
0: just a couple of people. I
1: looked it up for us a little bit. Um, we travel with uh, Pop Warner sometimes in December, early December, and the dates line up with free dining. Um, the actual f- uh, Pop Warner packages, if you ever travel with um, a group set up, it's, it's not really through Disney. It's its kind of awful. Um, so I promised myself that if we went again, we were going to book our own room directly through Disney so I thought I would check out the pricing for free dining. And the best I could do for those dates, it was five nights, three people with the five night hoppers. Uh, they only wanted to put us Art of Animation. The Lion King room was the least expensive and it came out to over $4,000. Yeah. Not so, a bargain. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing free about it. It was but the, cheaper to but just...
0: the food is free, technically. Yeah.
1: It was cheaper to just book a room and add everything else on separately.
0: Right. All right. Um, so I, I know I'm excited for this Friday. Um, we've got the debut of the long-awaited live action, and I say that in quotes, uh, live action version of the Lion King. Mm. Uh, we'll be there at eight ten uh, Friday night. And what, what do you what do you think about that?
1: I'm always excited for any Disney movie. Mostly for me, though, the movies are about the popcorn. Um, so I'm never not excited to go see a movie. But I'm not a huge fan of a lot of the live-action stuff. Some have been very good. A few. A couple. Um, most of them have been very mediocre. Um, and I don't... Did you well, I think
0: the only one you thought was mediocre was uh, Beauty and the Beast. You liked Aladdin.
1: I loved Aladdin. That was probably my favorite.
0: Right. The Jungle Book was pretty decent. The Jungle Book was good. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns it was... was not great. Eh, but that's not really a live-action version. That's oh. a sequel. Right. Um... Beauty and the Beast, you thought was eh? okay, yeah. Uh, Hundred and One Dalmatians, which is like 10, that was the first one. That one was good. Yeah. Uh, what other live action?
1: I feel like there were just some other ones that weren't. Very oh,
0: Cinderella. Good.
1: Yeah, Cinderella was eh, Meh. Alice. Uh... Yeah, I hated Alice, but I don't like <laughs> that was really bad. Mm-hmm. That was really really bad. I mean, I don't like the Alice and Wonderland story very much anyway, but it was particularly poorly done. Okay.
0: And then we've got Mulan coming out, and they just cast uh, they just cast Ariel uh, for the live-action Little Mermaid. Uh, I, I know I'm excited for it. Um, I, I've heard some reviews that people have said that the Lion King is at, you know almost a shot-for-shot shot remake um, of the animated movie. Uh, we'll find out on Friday. Uh, you know to to take what's really a computer-generated movie, which this new Lion King is, although it's live action, everything looks like live animals. But these are not just well-trained animals, they're actually computer-generated. Yeah, they're
1: just reanimating it, and if they're not changing the story at all, it's just an updated version of the same movie.
0: Right. But it introduces the story to a new generation, and, you know, our kids, who are 17 and 14, they've not really sat through the animated classics. Um, You know, uh, this is really their... Well, they've seen The Lion King. But they don't have the affinity that maybe your generation, you know, your sister has for it. Your yeah, sister saw was, Lion King. Yeah, that
1: was a big deal for um, sister.
0: And, you know, it, I, I think it's just a new way to get the story because I think the stories are timeless. Mm-hmm. And the lessons, uh, you know, and morals in the story uh, kind of transcend the era
1: no i mean you're right especially like the just call, thinking of it as a reanimation kids now are not used to watching that old school animation it just doesn't right. draw them in so right. you know this probably will draw them in and it will do well for what it is but i think um, people like myself and you who are you know who have seen the original and loved the original i think if you love the original you're probably not going to be overly excited about this one.
0: Well, you know what? I'm sure we will talk about it on our uh, show that gets released on, on Sunday night into Monday morning mm-hmm. um, when we give a, a quick synopsis of, of the movie. Yes. Um, so we're at about 17 minutes.
1: Well, we got to keep talking. You got to, these people are bored. They're driving. They're they want to know what else is going on. You know, there's got to be more going on. Let's, let's look at the news here. So, well, let's talk about parties a little bit. Do you know anything about these these parties, because, like, the Halloween party starts soon, I think, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. I think Halloween parties, the, the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party, I believe, starts in, like, December now. Uh, they give you, like, ten months, um, <laughs> you know, select nights for the extra ticket they We went, what,
1: did we go last year?
0: We went the year two years ago.
1: Two years ago. And that was, we went in August. We went at the very end of August. So, even two years ago, they were starting them really early. Um, so, yeah. And then... I think already the Christmas party ones are for sale. They are. Um, And they have some... Luckily, the
0: Christmas party can't start until Halloween ends. Uh, So usually the last not-so-scary Halloween party is November 1st, because they do one on December 31st, and then there's one on November 1st, first couple days of November. And then the next party is the Very Merry Christmas party. Uh, So that's kind of a constant. uh, But it just seems like Halloween is encroaching uh, further and further into the summer, so that eventually it will be, you know, Easter will be the first Halloween party. Um,
1: One of the news stories I'm not looking at right now, but that I read earlier, um, was that they had introduced another um, party within the party oh. for the um, Christmas party. It's like another $100 of a course. person, and it includes booze and um, snacks and desserts. I think it's officially like a dessert party.
0: We, we don't call it booze. Disney, Disney refers to it as alcohol.
1: Well, I mean, isn't it the same thing?
0: It is. But well, it's I call classier. It,
1: I'm I'm not that classy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with booze. I'd have to drink a whole lot of alcohol mm-hmm. if I was going to make it worth $99. It's yeah. kind of crazy. I think by the time, like, the, the, the ticket to get into the party, the, um, the Christmas party, and then the second ticket to get into the dessert party, I think you're looking at, like, over $210 a person.
0: Yeah. It's... It's nuts, you know. Disney is never one to, um, Disney is never one to shy from making a dollar where they can, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we've got the very merry Christmas party dining followed by uh, Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks dessert party, and then uh, oh, there's another fireworks dessert party, uh, one at the Tomorrowland Terrace and one at the Plaza. So uh, you know there there are many options, uh, like Cheryl said, within a party to to spend more.
1: And, I mean, I think it, it, the people who are doing that sort of once-in-a-lifetime trip, um, it, maybe, it's, maybe it's not bad if you're just, you know, you're there for that day. You don't, get to, you don't get to go there a lot. Or even if you just come in for the party, you know, you're pay, that's all you're paying for. Uh, you know, you get the best viewing spots. I guess you get a meal. I, I, there must be enough people who it makes sense for because they keep coming out with these. And sometimes it's hard to get a spot.
0: Yeah, you know, and and I I think that's part of the issue is, you know, Disney continues to raise prices and they find more ways to make money um, until people stop going, you know, and until we reach a tipping point.
1: I think we reached a tipping point. Disney
0: will continue to...
1: Yeah, I think we reached the tipping point with the... um, I think Galaxy's Edge, I think they're banking on being a, a huge success and that's why they've upped your ticket prices you know, and, and resort prices, you know, but like with this free dining coming out, I mean, the free dining is during the time that Galaxy's Edge is supposed to open. Right. And I think, and, um, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Galaxy's um, Edge opens I think we, in August. just because of how it's not doing quite the numbers that they thought it was doing in Disneyland and I, their resorts aren't booked up for these dates yet. So I don't know. I think that we may be hitting the the tipping point, not maybe for things like parties because, they're easy to add. It doesn't hurt anybody else's experience. You know, if someone else wants to pay an extra hundred dollars to do a dessert party, that doesn't take away from, from my experience. So, you know, that's fine, but, um, I'm hoping that, you know, numbers drive lower prices for resorts and maybe for the first time in a very long time, we'll see actually discounts on tickets. Cause now that they've upped the price so much, um, I think they're going to start having special offers for certain length tickets um, you know, or certain dates that those or packages that include discounted tickets, which I don't think we see very often now.
0: Well, from your lips to Mickey's ears.
1: Hmm. let see.
0: So, uh, that about wraps up our, our first episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And this is Disney Drive Time Podcast.